Thanks for checking out the Power Place audio podcast. The Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to empower you with His Spirit and His Word so that you can engage your world. Here at the Power Place, we believe the Bible from cover to cover. And our prayer is that as you listen, the absolute truth of God's Word would bring complete freedom to every area of your life. Some of you, God has laid on your heart to give towards the academy, and we need that. And uh, it's, it's been a blessing if God lays on your heart to invest in our children's futures through the PowerPlace Academy, just mark your check, PowerPlace Academy, or you can do it online as well. There's a, a tab there for giving for that. But thank you so much for those of you who have felt the, the urge by the Spirit to invest in the future of, of our children here at the PowerPlace. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm just thrilled to be a part of a family that that loves and cares, and that demonstrates the love of Christ. Rose accompanied her husband, Tom, to his annual checkup. While Tom was getting dressed, the doctor came out and said to Rose, I don't like the way he looks. Well, neither do I, she said, but he's handy around the house. Looks aren't everything, folks. This is from the Colson Center for Christian Worldview. They write, uh, Disney's Disney's newest film, Lightyear, isn't doing great at the box office, and critics can't figure out why. (laughs) While critics puzzle over why, the obvious reason is parents are tiring of the constant indoctrination in sexual matters. Parents feel betrayed by the once trusted Toy Story franchise. All that may come as a surprise to Chris Evans, the new voice of Buzz, who recently said concerned parents are idiots who will soon die off like the dinosaurs. Not only, as Hans Fine noted, is it strange for a 41-year-old man with no children to predict the extinction of the fertile, it's strange to leave children asking whether girls can marry girls and how the couple had the baby who just magically appears in the film. It's one thing to promote the idea that dads and moms are interchangeable despite, you know, science, but it's another to accuse anyone tired of being force-fed this whole thing of bigotry. As one reviewer put it, perhaps calling critics of a movie idiots who are going to die off like the dinosaurs wasn't the best strategy to get families to watch the latest entry in the Toy Story franchise. And it's coming from all sides. And you ask, Pastor, why is all this such a big deal? Why are you constantly talking about stuff like this? And I would tell you that if you don't know God's word and understand things from a biblical perspective, you'll begin to fall for anything and you'll start to think it's all okay. It's not that big a deal. Um, You'll empathize and feel bad because someone's rights have been taken away. When you don't have a biblical worldview, 
you don't understand things from the view of the absolute truth, you'll go down rabbit holes of so-called truth and you'll spin your life into confusion. In fact, some of you sitting in this room or watching online are angry over Roe versus Wade being overturned because you don't understand truth. See, you, you've, you've understood from the world's perspective that women have been removed from access to reproductive health care rights. And what you've got to understand is you have to change language in order for things to be okay. And so language has been shifted and we're being fed on a constant basis. And this is what's going on in schools. I'll just tell you, they're being indoctrinated with the right language from the secular viewpoint. And it's destroying our children. And I'll just tell you, our world has lost its ever-loving mind. When, when you refuse to worship God as God, he turns you over to a reprobate mind and you can't think straight. It, it's, it's Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. The Jew first, also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. And through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse. Somebody say no excuse. There is no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. As a result, they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. And as a result, their minds became dark and confused. Somebody say dark and confused. You're talking about the world we're living in. It's dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. Not just fools, utter fools. I mean, to the fullest extent of being a fool. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. You say, well, that's not happening today. I've, I've heard that some children are now identifying as animals because 
they've been taught that they can identify as anything. I identify as a tax-free citizen. I'm also 15 years old. Can't you tell? No, really, I am. So treat me like that. There are children who identify as cats who are meowing in class and won't speak the English language and they're allowed to because that's their identity. I'm telling you, we've lost our ever-loving minds. In Romans chapter 1, we're living in the middle of it right now. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. Verse 24, so God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. So why is God putting up with this? He says, you want to live like that? Go ahead. You asked for it. You got it. Toyota. Some of you are too young to know what that even means. I just dated myself there. Maybe I'm not 15. As a result, they did violent, degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. We don't want this God thing you've got, so let's believe any lie that comes our way. And, and the enemy loves, it's, it's his language. He loves to lie and loves to speak lies and try to make you believe lies. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. Let me camp here for just a few moments. Roe versus Wade being overturned is a 50-year prayer request. And granted, it doesn't change a whole lot yet it throws everything back to the states the states have to make decisions and and god's working in pennsylvania i'll tell you uh, there's some some laws being passed even now they have to go through due process but but god's working and we've got to keep praying and believing and and doing our part but but the lie is oh, it's just a lump of cells it's a fetus. It's a clump of unwanted tissue. And again, I'll, I'll, I'll just say you have to change language in order to bring falsehood to belief. Let's, let's talk truth for a moment. Are you okay with that? If you want to leave because I'm speaking truth... I don't care. You can walk on out and it's no big deal. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 25. Verse 21. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was childless. The Lord answered his prayer and his wife Rebecca became pregnant. The babies 
Somebody say babies. babies. Not a clump of tissue, not unwanted cells. The babies jostled each other within her and she said, why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. The Lord said to her, this is God. This is God's perspective. This is God's deal. The Lord said to her, two fetuses are in your womb. Two what? Two nations are in your womb. And two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other and the older will serve the younger. And when the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in her womb. I don't know if you've seen it. There's a documentary entitled, What is a Woman? It seems that that question has stumped almost everyone in our liberal society. We can't define a woman because if we do, we'll be blacklisted. We'll lose our credibility because anyone can identify as a woman in today's society. I remember in, in my dad's church in Wichita, Kansas, a man came in dressed as a woman walking in high heels. My mom looked at him and said, you don't walk in high heels that good the first time. He'd been playing this game for a while. This is years ago. What is a woman? A woman is the one with a womb. She's the female with a womb. She's able to carry destiny and prophetic purpose inside of her. That's what a woman is. God said there's two nations in your belly. There's two nations in your womb. Two peoples are there. The older will serve the younger. There's prophetic destiny inside of you. That's why the enemy is so against the woman. That's why there's been such a war from the beginning on the woman. The enemy wants to destroy her and the seed inside of her. Jeremiah chapter 1, the call of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1 verse 4, the word of the Lord came to me saying, this isn't the word of somebody else, this isn't the word of a prophet, this is the word of the Lord, came to Jeremiah saying, before I formed you in the womb, where? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. We're talking destiny. Prophetic purpose. 
not just some clump of cells, not just tissue, not an unwanted fetus. He's a child before the Lord formed him in the womb. He was a child and a prophet with destiny to speak to the nations. This isn't a game. This isn't, oh, you don't like ladies having reproductive rights. You have reproductive rights. Just saying. What about rape? Yeah, there's a 0.02% of that happening. And in, in many cases, I, I have a, a friend of mine whose daughter has adopted a child of rape. And they now have a child because they weren't able to get pregnant, but they have a child who is being raised in a godly home from a very awful situation. God is able to redeem anything. I'm just telling you, this is God's viewpoint. This is God's truth. Even our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ in the womb had divine prophetic destiny. Luke chapter one, verse 29. Follow along with me. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. He had just told her, you're going to have a son. Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. She has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. I believe you can still get an abortion at that point, can't you? I don't know. I don't, I don't follow all the details, but I'm just telling you. Here's a child. Mary responded. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you said about me come true. And the angel left her. Verse 39. Nine months later, is it on the screen? Can you read that with me? A what? A few what? Days, a few days later. So when does life really happen? At conception. A few days later, 
Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. Verse 41. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the seed had been planted in Mary a few days ago, a few days ago, a few days ago. Now hear me. This, you've got to understand the word of the living God. Because you'll get swooped up and, and, and brought into this mess. If you don't understand what God's word says. few days. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your, your child is blessed. A few days. Your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? And when I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. You can take all of that and you can just throw it away, not believe it, but it's the word of the living God. If you don't believe the truth of God's word, he will turn you over to a reprobate mind and you will begin to think stupid stuff like everyone else around you. Are you hearing me? This is a big deal. This is the truth of God's word. And I could go on and on. I've just pulled out a few situations. Are you hearing me today? Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 says, there are six things the Lord hates. Well, I don't think you're supposed to hate anybody. Well, then he goes on, he says, no, seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue. If you're telling lies about this house, God is against you. I'm just telling you. A lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent. I'm not sure there's any more innocent than a child, a baby, in its mother's womb. And God hates that. He detests hands that kill the innocent. A heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies. I've heard so many about this house. I'm, I'm sick of it. Uh, and a person who sows discord in a family. If you're stirring up discord in your family, God's against you. He, he hates that. He detests that. And he hates the hands that kill the innocent. I'm telling you, God is all about babies because this was his idea. And the enemy has set out from the beginning 
to destroy the woman and destroy the seed that's in the woman. Pastor, how, how much longer are we going to have to listen to this kind of stuff? I don't know. It's a new era. I'm telling you, that's why this stuff, stuff is such a big deal. Don't get sucked into the thinking of this temporary world. And I will add, we don't hate people here. We, we love them enough to share truth with them so that they can be saved and healed. I, I, I've told you so many times. God loves you just like you are, but he loves you too much to leave you like that. You love your children, but when you see bad habit patterns begin to form in their life, you've got to step in and discipline and do something so that they don't have to deal with that later on in life. You've got to deal with it now while it's moldable and shapeable. It's a big deal. We love people here and, and we, we care that they find the truth and find healing and salvation. And please hear me. And many of you have come to me and said, Pastor, I've had an abortion. If you've had an abortion, please know that God loves you, that he wants healing for you and restoration. He wants to redeem your story. Okay? That's what he's all, he's all about, redemption. Let his love cover you and give you what you need so you can move forward. Tell your story and tell the healing and, and the the power that God has placed in your life, even though, come on now, Romans chapter one, verse 16, I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It's the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes you can't get saved unless you believe you can, you can pray a prayer. You can go through the motions. You can try to do good works, but you're not going to be saved unless you believe in his good news. The Jew first, also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. By faith through grace, that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. You can't work for it. You can't do enough good. You can't pay enough money. You can't. You can't. It's been paid for. Done. It's a gift from God. You just receive it by faith. Some of you are going to do that today. You're going to say yes to Jesus. And by faith, he's going to save you and bring you into his family and heal you. Hallelujah. Woo! I'm excited. One of our core values here at the Power Place is loud. I don't know if you've heard that yet today. But uh, his honor over our dignity. We hold his name up high and we're loud about it. We aren't ashamed of the gospel. Not ashamed of the truth. Because it's the power of God into salvation to everyone who believes. And we will speak his truth loudly. And we will become undignified in our praise and worship. We're going to get a little wonky. You might see some moves or something. I don't know. I'm not much of a dancer, but... Sometimes these feet just don't want to stay still. We're going to speak his truth loudly. Because our, our situation doesn't dictate our praise. Our praise dictates our situation. 
And another one of the core values here is truth. We believe absolute truth equals complete freedom. See, when you encounter his truth and you receive it, it will set you free. He whom the sun sets free is free indeed. There's a prophecy over our house. A new era is here. Somebody say new era. We've stepped into this new era with bold, untamed faith. We're not moved by what we see or feel. And we can't live by the same things we've always lived by. We can't live like we've always lived. We can't carry this worldly thinking, this, this, this uh, worldly living into this new air that God has for us. Because God wants to take us to new heights and new depths. He wants to do something new in your life. And you're the only one that stops that. I mean, if, if you're resistant, God doesn't push. He's not going to force you to love him more than you do now. He's not going to force you to do what he asks you to do. He's just going to ask. We believe obedience is the key to life. As you obey what he asks, he helps you to move to that new, new place. A new era, a season of seasons. It's, it's a long-term era filled with God's blessing and favor. And it may still be dark, but a new day has become, has begun. A new day has begun because a new day begins at midnight. Still dark outside, but it's a new day. Can't see to put one foot in front of the other, but it's a new day. And he promised his word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Because it's a new day and I'm walking in the dark. I can't see all the way down the road, but I can see just enough to take the next step. That's been the story of my life. I've asked God, show me the end. He can't. He won't. He knows better. Because I would freak out and say, I can't handle that. He'd be like, yeah, I know. Just walk for the next step. Just take the next step. Just obey me in this one. Walk with me. Walk with me. And as we walk by faith, not by sight. We listen to his voice and we obey him. And as we do, a new era begins to open up. Hallelujah. Pastor Zane said we're in transition. We're in transition as a church. He's chosen our house. His hand of favor is on this house. We're ready to graduate to another level. We passed the test. Somebody needs to hear that today. You've been faithful in the little stuff. You passed the test. God's getting ready to accelerate you into a, another place. Been faithful with the little. He's promised us much. And I believe we haven't even begun to see what God has planned. We're going somewhere. And, and know this, not everyone is going to be able to go with us. People are dropping off. They have since I've been here. I've been here 18 years. Closing in on 19. And I watch people come and go. They get excited for a short time. But they're not ready to run the marathon. They get excited and then they get offended. Offense has kicked more people out of their destiny 
because they believe the lie of the enemy. They've hung on to their little thing. They get offended. They miss out on what God has for them. I really feel sorry for people who have done that. Um, wow. I just got a lot of things going on in my head right now. Not everyone may be able to go with us, and that's okay. Not everyone was able to go with Gideon into the battle. 32,000 fighting men. And Gideon just said, hey, if you're scared or you want to go home to your family, go on. 20,000 people left. I'm like, come on. If y'all are fearful, go on home. Okay, I'm out of here. And then God said, you still got too many. So take them down to the, the river and have them take a drink. And he separated people as they showed how alert and aware they were. Some people, they stuck their head down in the water. They wouldn't be able to see what was coming. They weren't aware of what was happening. And those who lapped and kept So you can, you can use those 300. And then you'll know it's me winning the battle, not you. So many times God has dwindled our numbers to a point where we're like, okay, God, if you don't step in. He's like, I know. I know. Been waiting for you to figure that out. You need me because it's all about me. We're a presence driven church. It's all about him. People can go home. But if we have him, he's all we need. Only those who are prepared can go with us. We're in a Joshua chapter one time as a church. The Lord told Joshua in Joshua 1, verse 5, No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. Boom, 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 boom. Be strong and courageous. That's where the song came from. We sang that at Paul's funeral or his celebration of life. I call it a funeral every once in a while, but it was a celebration of life um, at the request of the family. Paul loved that song. Um, you know, when you realize that God's with you and he commands you to be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. You will be strong and courageous. You will lead these people to inherit what I promised them. Verse seven, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. You want to know what the, the formula for success is? 
It's in following the word of the living God. Don't turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. You may be in in a secular job. You'll be successful there if you'll follow the ways of the Lord. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Think about it. Get it soaked into your brain that it's what you think about. It's what you meditate on day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? There it is. There's the command. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Listen, some things have to die in you before you're ready to move into the new that God has for you. The Lord told Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. You can't count on what you've always counted on. You've got to rely on me and me alone. I will be with you, says the Lord. I was with Moses. I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's all you need as you cross the Jordan River into the promised land. And if he goes with you, you don't need anybody else. Just listen and obey his still small voice. Get your listening ears prepared. Turn to your neighbor and tell him that. Get your listening ears prepared. Tell your other neighbor that didn't hear you. Get your listening ears prepared. You need to be able to distinguish his voice above all other voices in this culture. You've got to hear him. You're going to be able, you need to be able to distinguish his voice above all other voices, especially in this culture. And there may be something I preach and you say, Pastor, that doesn't sound right. Get in the word of God. Read the word and then listen to his voice. Some people have approached me and said, that's not right. And I'll say, here's what the word says. Check it out. I've been reading the word since I was in my 20s. Every year. Every day. Every year. And God has spoken to me and I've written it down. There are little nuggets of truth that he said. And I'm like, really, is that how you think God? And he's like, yes, that's how I think this. The word of God is my thoughts on paper. Get that in your spirit. Nothing trumps the word of God. Joshua 1.10, so Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp, tell the people, get ready. Get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God has given you for your own. Preparation always precedes blessing. You don't meander into God's blessing. You don't just trip into it. I don't know how I got here. 
It doesn't happen that way. You prepare yourself for what's coming. God's been preparing this house for, for 18 and a half years for what's coming. And we're going to be ready to step into his blessing. Preparation always precedes blessing. Preparate, pre prepare yourself for this new era. What we do or don't do during transition is the key to get to where we're going, to be ready to take ground when we get there. We have to engage. We have to listen. We have to obey. We have to change. We have to adjust. Pastor, are you right all the time? Absolutely. Ask my wife. <laughs> Love you, baby. She's at home. Uh, catching up on health. Not right all the time. I have some people in my life who are willing to call me out. You need those people in your life. If you think you're right all the time, you'll find yourself in a mess of trouble. You need people who will call you on your stuff and point you back to the word of God, which is absolute truth. And absolute truth equals complete freedom. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people go through the camp, tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God has given you for your own. The Lord has given it to you, but you have to prepare and then go take it. God is giving it to you, but you have to prepare yourself to go in and take it. The Lord has given it to you. And, and so many of us think it's all God's deal. Well, if God wants me free from this, he'll just have to deliver me. If God wants me to treat my wife better, he'll just have to give me more love for her. No, you have a choice in what you do. And your choice dictates the future that you have. God said, I've given it to you. It's, it's available for you. Now you prepare yourself and then go take it. You've got a big stake in this. When we built the pack, we were given an empty shell of a building. Thank you, Jesus, for this gymnasium. And we played some, some games in there. Some of you remember that. There was no lights. It was awful. It was dark. The floor was greasy and slippery. Any of you remember that? You were in there? Okay, never mind. Uh, but we had to prepare some stuff. Yeah. I did it all. <laughs> right, Matt? You just called me up and said, hey, can you go do all that? I said, sure. I got this. I'll just tear things down and put things up and build walls and sheetrock and tape and hang the lights. I, I did it all. 
Are you kidding me? It took an army to do what needed to be done. But it was led by none other than Matt Doughton. Praise God for Matt. And he had a team of people. God says, I've given it to you. Now you prepare and go take it. It's yours for the taking, but you got to do your part. Don't just say, God, if you, if you don't want me to be sexually active anymore, then you just got to stop it. No, you've got a choice. You got issues. Deal with it. Prepare yourself. Don't put everything on God. God wants to help you. He wants to give you the strength that you need. He wants to guide and direct you. He wants to renew your mind. To think on a high level. Think in a godly way. And then you just simply obey. Oh, obedience is the key to life. If you'll obey what he asked you to do, if you would have done that years ago, you wouldn't be in the mess you're in now. All right. I may be meddling right now, but he's giving it to you. It's yours. Get prepared and take it. We don't get what we need if we don't take bold steps of faith to possess it. We walk by faith and not by sight. And, and some things you can't see until you get there after having obeyed. Let me say that again. There's some things you can't see until you get there after having obeyed what he said. So get up and get moving. Get up and get moving. You're waiting on things you don't need to wait on. You can't see the fullness of it yet until you start to move towards it. Just obey him. When, when God spoke to Christy and I to go to Trinidad West Indies, we didn't understand any of it. We were leaving a good paying job. We, we left a church that loved us, a church that wanted us to stay. We, we just knew that the Lord said, go. And we didn't know the people we were going to work with. We didn't know the situation. We just knew that we had to obey what he said. And it wasn't until we were there that we began to realize God was doing something in us that couldn't be done back in Wichita, Kansas. He was taking us through a boot camp that molded and shaped us for, I believe, what we're dealing with today. Stuff that God did in our hearts in Trinidad, West Indies, molded and shaped us into the people we are today. We came back from Trinidad unfearful of anything because we saw it all. We dealt with it all. We were accused. We were ridiculed. We were blasphemed against. Our names were maligned. I'm like, God, what in the world? You know who I am. He's like, I'm preparing you. Then we get here. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, Sent it back. It was too small. <laughs> God spoke to us to travel before we came here. For 12 years, we traveled in a, a camper, a fifth wheeling, 
went across the country and God was doing something in our family. He was, he was raising up the next generation. And we saw him bring our children to a whole nother level. I didn't understand it at the time. We just obeyed. And I'm telling you, you don't have to understand everything. But you do have to obey what he says. When the disciples came to Mary, the mother of Jesus, and said, we're out of, we're out of wine. She looked at Jesus and she said, do something about this. Hey, it's not my time yet. And she looked at the disciples. She said, whatever he says, just do it. Nike thought they came up with that little line. Whatever he says, just do it. Because it's in the obedience that miracles happen. It's in the obedience that things begin to shift and change. Are you still with me today? I, I know I'm going, I'm going long. I, I apologize. Not really. I don't really apologize. I, I really don't care. Um, it's kind of a hostage situation right now. Um, and then when God said, come here, plant a church in Kennett Square, a place we'd never been to before, an area that we were unfamiliar with, yet we knew God called us here. We didn't push against him. We just said yes. And it's in the obedience, the understanding comes eventually. Again, some of you are waiting for understanding. Somebody watching online, you're waiting for the understanding. And God says, just obey me. Just obey me. You'll understand eventually. That's a word for someone today. We've moved into an era of increase. This is our era of increase. Psalm 115 verse 14 says, May the Lord give you increase more and more. Somebody say more and more. More and more. You and your children. God says, I will give you increase. I'll give it to you more and more. Hallelujah. I'm believing that this is our season of more and more. An increase financially, spiritually, with the anointing. God says, I will give you increase more and more, you and your children. It's a generational thing. Job 8, 7, though your beginning was insignificant, yet your end will increase greatly. Hallelujah. Zechariah says, do not despise these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. To see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. There's a plumb line. It's the word of God. It, it's, it's what stays steady. You build off of that. And if you've got the plumb line of the word of God in your hand, God says, I'm rejoicing to see this work get started. If you're going to stay steady, there's, there's a great work coming. Don't despise the small beginnings. Don't despise the days when things look so small and insignificant. Today, we're moving into a new era. 
We are in the new era because God says, it's not about the small things in the beginning because I'm rejoicing to see the work begin. I'm rejoicing to see you get up, get going, get in to take possession of what I've got for you. The writer of Chronicles stopped his genealogy list and mentions one guy, his name's Jabez. I've been reading Chronicles in my, my one-year Bible. And uh, every day I'm like, ah, two chapters of Chronicles. Ugh. How many of you are with me? You've reading with me. And it's name after name after name after name. And I've heard these names so many times. I'm like, ah. I think one of them this morning was Azrael. I'm like, you should name a kid that. Azrael. Anyway, so I'm reading along in First Chronicles chapter 4, and all of a sudden, there's this paragraph. And it's about Jabez. And, and the writer of Chronicles just stops for a minute and gives you a little story. And he says, here's Jabez. Uh, he was the one who prayed to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God said, nah. No, God granted him his request. God said, you asked for it, you got it. You want me to bless you? You want your, your territory to expand and enlarge? You're asking me with, with graciousness, please be with me in all that I do. Keep me from trouble. Keep me from pain. God granted him his request. 2022 is our year of expansion. That's our cry. Lord, bless us indeed. Enlarge our territory. May your hand be upon us. Keep us from evil. Keep us from all harm. Keep us from pain. Keep us from trouble. Keep us in the center of your will and expand our territory. And God's granting us our request. <laughs> Hallelujah. I close with this. There's an increased anointing in this house. There's also an increased anointing on this house. Tell your neighbor that. There's an increased anointing on this house. Increased anointing. God's doing something here that we haven't seen before. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 92. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. Sing praises to your name, almost high. It's good. To declare your loving kindness in the morning, your faithfulness by night. With the ten string lute and with the harp, with resounding music upon the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by what you have done. I will sing for joy at the works of your hands. How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man has no knowledge, nor does a stupid man understand this. That when the wicked sprouted up like grass and all who did iniquity flourished, it was only that they might be destroyed forevermore. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. 
For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies will perish. All who do iniquity will be scattered. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Come on, somebody. You've exalted, the, the wicked are going to perish, they're going to they're be scattered, but you've exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. I've been anointed with fresh oil, and my eye has looked exultantly upon my foes. My ears hear the evildoers who rise up against me. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. You need to stay planted. Don't uproot. Stay planted in the house of the Lord so you can flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in old age. And all the old people said, Amen. Who you calling old? I don't know. Me. Going to flourish in the courts of our God, still yielding fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap. Very green. To declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. I've been anointed with fresh oil. He's increasing his anointing over our house and for those planted in our house. Our house has been enriched with the anointing. What he's planned for our house, he's releasing a greater increased anointing because we're going to need it. This is our double portion era. Signs, wonders, and miracles become commonplace in this house because we make room for them. Our children's and students' ministries are preparing the next generation leaders. His anointing is resting upon them as they step into this new era. Sons and daughters, old men and young men, every generation will be involved if they get aligned with the Lord and what he's doing. Now you can miss out on this. You can get yourself out from under the, the funnel, out from under the anointing, and miss out on everything, and I hope you don't. But if you'll stay near him, Stay planted in the house of the Lord. You'll begin to flourish in the courts of our God. And you're going to yield fruit all the days of your life. Every generation can be blessed with this anointing, with this fresh oil. We've got to stand for truth and righteousness. I say to you older people, this next generation needs to see you standing strong, not wavering with the culture. They need to see you knowing and understanding the word of the living God so that nothing by any means can shake you. 
They need to see the great faithfulness of our God in your life. You're a marketplace missionary. You're the light of the world. You can't be hidden. Shine bright. Let his anointing cover you and take you places you've never been before with the power you've never had before. He has more for us. He has more for us. He has more for us. More and more and more and more for you and your children. So prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Get ready. Psalm 92.10, you've exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. I've been anointed with fresh oil. I've been anointed with fresh oil. Scripture says that the anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. If you know anything about yokes, a yoke was custom designed to fit the animal perfectly. Every contour, every crevice of their body so that there wouldn't be any, any uh, chafing or bruising or uh, any kind of damage to the body of the, the animal. It was custom fit. What God says is that anointing, when it comes on you, it breaks the yoke. It, it, it allows you to expand who you are. I'm telling you, you wouldn't recognize me as a child as to who I am today because I didn't have the anointing on my life like I do now. And the anointing takes you beyond yourself. It's, it's like a, a superhero, if you will, when they put that, that cape on and the leotards and whatever else. All of a sudden, they become something they weren't before. And they can do things they couldn't do before because there's a, a, a fresh oil of anointing on them. In a secular sense, you understand what I'm saying? It happens in a spiritual sense. When God anoints you with fresh oil, you go beyond yourself, your abilities. Well, as myself, I could do this, I could do that, I could do this, I could. But when God comes on you and He places His anointing, His fresh oil on your life, you expand into something people don't even recognize. I believe the Spirit of the Lord wants to pour fresh oil today on those who are preparing themselves for the new era that God has for us. Stand with me, please. Thanks for checking out the PowerPlace audio podcast. If you want more resources for your walk with the Lord, you can visit us online at www.thepowerplace.org. You can check us out on YouTube and Facebook at the Power Place Church if you want to watch the service online. And if you want to give, you can text any amount to 84321 or visit the church website.